welcome back to hey great 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 shot yeah <laughs> so this is a continuation of our conversation about week one on the atp tour in 2019 we did our stock up segment talking about the guys that impressed us the most in week one now i want to talk about the guys whose stocks are holding steady this doesn't mean you know i'm high on them or i'm low on them this is just they're doing exactly what i expected them to do thus far in 2019 the guy i want to start with Novak Djokovic, who, yeah, he lost in the semifinals for Roberto Bautista and Gu in, in three sets, but let's talk about what he's done so far in the 2019 season. He goes to Mubadala, beats Kachinov 4-2. He beats Kevin Anderson, who is playing outstanding tennis right now, 4-6-7-5-7-5, wins his first three matches in Doha, two of them in three sets. He lost to a red-hot RBA, but who cares? Like, that happens. Three out of five sets, Djokovic is the guy. Yeah, I was about to say, that match, hey, there's no way. I mean, look, I, I just went huge stock up on RBA, but if he if RBA could have kept that up for five sets, I it would have blown my mind. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Djokovic in five in that one all day. You can't really say much about him, to be honest. That's he's, why it's stock holding steady, right? Because, it's like, he is exactly what we think he's going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it would be like if you were – you know, betting on Amazon three years ago, you're like, yeah, it's obviously going to go up. And even today, people are like, yeah, it's an obvious Don't hold. Don't act like-, like you were betting on Amazon three years ago. Get that smirk off your face. Well, if you want to look at my uh, portfolio, you will see that I purchased them exactly three years ago today. And you can go suck one. I would love to, Rothman, because I should be at Indian Wells then if you really did that. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. Novak Djokovic is what he thought he would be. If I told you he's going to win two Grand Slams, that sounds reasonable, right, in 2019? Yeah, I, I think – I mean, every Vegas odds has him winning this match – excuse me – has him winning the Australian Open, and I'm sure everyone thinks he's going to win another. So. Perfect. Then I want to move on to my next guy, a guy we mentioned. Kevin Anderson. He – Okay. Am I going to bet on Kevin Anderson to win a Grand Slam this year? Yes, no. you are. No, because he isn't a good enough volleyer yet. But I'll tell you what, in the matches I've seen so far from him, and we've seen seven matches, he wins in India, takes out Jir Munar, Jill Simone, and then beats Karlovic in a tiebreaker battle, 7-6-6-7-7-6. In Mubadala, he beats Hyun Chung, 6 7 6 2 6 one beats Rafa, 4-6-6-3-6-4. As we mentioned, loses to Djokovic in three sets. You know, I watched that Chung match in particular to watch Chung, a guy we'll talk about later, but if you can't stretch Kevin Anderson to the outer thirds, I almost called him Kyle Anderson from the San Antonio Spurs. If you can't stretch Kevin Anderson, he's going to beat you because balls in the middle third, he destroys from the baseline. His ground strokes are elite, and the fact that he can move as well as he can at 6'8", he's still got the serve as a weapon. He returns really well, and you know he returns behind the baseline, but he's able to use his wingspan to his advantage because he has enough time to get to balls. He looks like the thing he tried to add this offseason is, you know, move forward more off of the serve. Don't just play a serve plus one, you know, serve and volley. Don't be afraid to try and return and volley. Just move forward. Hit a bunch of half volleys against Chung that they weren't great, but they were better. And if he can add that to his game moving into 2019, why can't he win a Wimbledon? I mean, look, I mean, I think what you just said are things that we've been talking about for a while. And so I agree. I'm not sure that 
we're going to see a Grand Slam title from him. But at the same time, I could see him in four Grand Slam semifinals. There there just aren't that many guys that are going to be able to, like you said, push him off the court and be able to take three out of five sets from him. It's just it's just plain and simple hard. Um, so we'll can see. I, can it, I also say he's a confidence guy? You can see it with the eye test. He looks oh, like yeah. he, he, even when he misses, he's like, you know what? I'm trying to execute. I'm trying to move forward. And I know if I can do that, I will win. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I was down on him, you know, a few pods back. And, I, and it's not that I'm up on him now. I just, it, he, like you said, this is why he's a very clear hold. He's playing well, and, and I don't think he's going to go up. But uh, I don't really see him going down either. I don't, even if he won a slam, I don't know if that's, yeah, that would be stock up. If he did that, we'd have to put him in stock up. But all right, speaking of guys on the confidence test level, Kei Nishikori has picked off in 20, it picked up in 2019 exactly where he was in 2018. He wins in Brisbane, takes out Kudla, Dimitrov, and Shardy in straight sets, then beats a hot Medvedev, who we talked about in our stock up segment, 6 4, 3 6, 6 2 in the final. You know, I talked about then how to beat Medvedev, you have to be able to hit him off the court. And Kei Nishikori was able to do that. He kept Medvedev on the run. He was so good at attacking forehand, backhand, down the line, taking the ball early, trying to cut off the Medvedev serve, definitely taking the Medvedev second serve early. As we mentioned that match, Medvedev held into in the 40% on second serve percentage. Anderson or Nishikori, who are you more confident in going into the 2019 Aussie Open? Mm. Nishikori's hot. They both I know. are. I, I know, uh, but like Anderson's been hot, so it doesn't feel like it's a hot streak anymore. It just kind of feels like his He's good. level his level has risen. I, I take a, a streaky guy like Nishikori over you know someone who's just been playing good tennis because. He has one off day, and it goes okay. way down. But correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Nishikori make the semis of the U.S. Open last year? Fact check coming your way. If not the semis, at least the quarters. I'm saying we've seen this from him. He, you know, that loss to Novikov at a, the Challenger first round was about a uh, year ago. And I, so, I, yeah, it was. And I remember how much we were shitting on him for it. <laughs> yeah, and a lot has changed. So I think He's even said that. Good. He's talked about that match and, and how— you know, that was a year ago and how much better he feels. He's, he said that in a few interviews recently. Yeah, and I, I just – I'd take Anderson, but both are guys I'm confident in moving forward. But all right, let's talk about a different caliber of player. You guys, are right. He did He did lose to Djokovic in the semis of yeah, the U.S. Open. Hey, great shot to me. The funniest part was in Westoff, if you could, cue the violins. But that was when my back was just destroyed. And I swear I was drunk for 24 hours during that live oh my show. God. Like yeah. I straight up – Again, I got through that because you kept me drunk. I kept you really drunk. <laughs> like, really f***ing drunk. Yeah, okay, uh, Westall, cue us back in, please. We and, are good. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, the the point is, you know, Nishikori is good. I, I guess we don't need to revisit that. But again, these guys, yeah. different caliber of guys, guys who may have lost in this first week, but who I'm still just as confident in as I was going into this year. That's Stefano Tsitsipas, Karen Kiachnov, and Alex Dimenauer, all young guys who, while they, you know, they didn't make finals in the first week, they displayed a level I was very comfortable with. And I want to start with Stefano Tsitsipas because Rothman, in the, in the last podcast, you said, oh, you never appreciate a backhand slice. And I really want to talk about this with Tsitsipas. Against Cam Norrie, you know, the thing he had the most trouble with 
was he missed so many backhand returns in that match. It's because Nori was jamming him with different forms of spin that as a lefty, when you're slicing away from that body on the ad, when you're, you know, slicing away from them on the deuce side, it's it's a different serve than Tsitsipas was used to. And, you know, for Nori, he did a great job attacking the backhand with heavy topspin from his lefty forehand. I, the piece missing from Tsitsipas is that Federer-type slice, and he doesn't have the same feel Federer does around the net. Of course, those expectations are ridiculous. But still, why I'm holding on the Tsitsipas, he got better this offseason. He looks fitter. He's moving a little bit better. His forehand backswing isn't as big as it was, and it looks like he's really stepping into it, trying to add more pace to that shot. You know, he's got big backswings on both sides, and to condense that forehand backswing will really help him when he's playing the Delpos and Andersons of the world. He's added pace to his serve. You know, he played Federer confidently in that 6-6 six and six loss. I am just as high on him as I ever was. Well, it, it's interesting if you're just as high on him that he's a hold. I yeah, because he's a hold. Because it's like he's really fucking good. I knew it. I knew that before. I don't know. I I think I expected a little more from him at this point. E- even with his you know Tiafa win, you know, the problem that I have right now is that we're basing so much of this off of Hotman and Mubadala and. I mean, I, I, this is going to get to me at some point in this podcast. These tournaments don't—they just don't have merit in my eyes. Like, I—I <laughs> I, I don't not the tournaments themselves, but the players and the and the records. Excuse me, the players and the results from these tournaments. I mean, I don't know personally. I think about if I were to go play those tournaments, I'd be loose. I'd be you know working on things during matches, and I'm sure these guys are at. I just I have a hard time when there's no ATP points. There's well, no real incentive. Like I, here's I where don't... I disagree with you. These are these guys' first matches <coughs> back from the exactly. long offseason. No, and so yes. it's interesting. Yes, to they want to win. Form. It's did of... they live up? To, you know, I thought certain things going into the offseason. I had preconceived notions. These are the things I get my first look at them, and a lot of this is from the eye test. That's why I have Tsitsipas and Kachanov both as holds because even though they lost with. You know, Tsitsipas goes one and two at Hopman Cup. Even though Kachanov loses to Djokovic, loses to Wawrinka first round in Doha, beats Team twice, but Team's one of the guys who I think looked horrible in week one of the season. You know, the reason I'm holding them is I had, you know, I knew going into the match, this is their first one of the season. I have expectations I should have because of that. And it's, do I see new things? Are they trying to bring new things into their game? I mentioned for Tsitsipas, he seems willing to be moving forward. The forehand seems to be a little bit more compact. For Kachanov, it's the serve plus one on the backhand side. Now that he's willing to do that as well, he looks just as physically fit as ever. There are things you can take away from these matches, Rothman, and that's why I thought it was great to see them. I also think the YouTube highlights have been pristine. Yeah, I I mean... God, I mean, I I just... I have a lot of fundamental differences from from what you're saying <sighs> look are these guys both good yes are they are they both you know well, showing that they're in cold. yeah i just i i, uh, I guess that's what i'm I, saying I'm, I, I i might sell i might sell a no, i'm not gonna sell on any of them Oh, wait, that would be a sizzling take. You think, okay, so I, how can you sell on them? Like, it's literally what you mentioned. It's the first week of the tournament. Why I'm holding on them 
is I was impressed. And it's not three yeah. out of five. And it's like, okay, if this is my first taste of you this season, it's about what I expected, which is good. Yep. All right. So here, here's someone I, – I, I'm going to agree with you on those. And, and I'm, after looking at you know the outline and what we both decide – what excuse me. After looking at the outline and seeing what you thought was another hold, I'm going to hard disagree with you on Dimenauer. I think he is a absolute stock up. Um, watching him play the last couple matches, and and these were legit matches. You know, he was playing Brisbane, and I know he lost to Sanga in the quarters. I think he got faster. I don't know if it's possible, but I swear he got faster. Well, he's like tw- and he's like 12 years old. What if he hits puberty? Well, then, holy shit. I mean, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, th- the world should be very scared if if that happens. I mean, look, I'm stockholder with him for I guess the reason being, in that Sangha match, he loses four and six. You look at the things he didn't do well. Second serve points one. He only wins forty three percent of those points. Goes nine of twenty one. You know, Sangha hits twelve aces against two double faults. We don't have the winner count, but Sangha sure as hell hit a lot of them. Dimenauer cannot hit a Tsonga off the court yet, and, you know, he's so young. So this is why he's stock hold, not stock up for me. There's still a weakness. You can still hit him off the court, and, it, you know, he can scramble everything down, oh, and no he's going to fight his ass off. And you're right. He is fast as hell. He got so—he's so quick. But, Rothman, what is he going to do to hurt a Juan Martin Del Potro, to hurt a Kevin Anderson, to hurt Dude, a Dominic he's gonna- team? He's going to stay in points longer than anyone and get his opportunity. That's what I'm seeing from him. But that's him. what I'm saying. He's staying. What opportunity? Does he attack? I didn't see. He does move yeah. forward. Okay, but he doesn't attack with strength. He attacks with with smart, with intelligence. He, you know, he knows what moments to move in, but he still can't hit a player off the court. And if you can't hit a Tsonga off the court coming off of injury, like a Chilich and Anderson, these top guys to where you're right. This is why he's stock hold for me. I'm playing devil's advocate role because he's incredible. You're right. But he's not – to be stock up, you have I, to I make just, a jump into the top 10 this year, and I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just disagree. I, I We watched him play Anderson last year, and he ran all over the court, hung with him, and then he ripped balls down the line with his flat shots that he has. I, I think that's his benefit is he hits so flat that he doesn't necessarily need to – have more power than everyone. He's just going to hit through the court on like a lot of players. And, and I just, I truly think that he's gotten more solid and, and he looks confident. I know he lost to Sangha, didn't play as well as I think he could have, but he is going to go up. He really is. He's going to have Again, a strong Aussie The, the open. thing with him, with CT Pass, I still worry because they have a weakness. For Dimenauer, the second serve, it's not big. And, you know, the first serve, he makes 74% of his first serves, which is really important for him, and he wins 63% of those points. But the second serve is a vulnerability. He's a small guy. You know, he doesn't hit big spin on his serve. It is more of a sliced base serve. There's not a ton of action on it. Songa was able to tee off on first balls. And that's why I'm stockhold, because until Dimenauer makes another jump physically, which he will do, you know, he's 20 years old. I, I'm I'm not stocked down on him. I'm stock hold because I just think people need to temper their expectations. Don't be surprised if he gets hit off the court because he is still, you know, a young developing player. You know what? I just, I can't wait for you to see what happens. I hope I'm year. wrong. I think, 
I hope you're gonna be. All right, from your mouth to God's ears, or Leighton Hewitt's ears, or whoever listens to the Alex Dimenewer <laughs> chat board stuff. All right, two more guys for me on the stock holding. One of them I just want to hit on briefly. Alex Zverev goes three and one at Hopman Cup, beats Ferrer and Puy in three sets, beats Ebden in straights, loses to Federer in straights. Whatever he there's like a match of him pre uh, one of the mat mixed doubles matches eating Skittles beforehand and offering Kerber <laughs> some and she's like what are you doing and like that's Alex Zverev he's one of the cases where you're right we shouldn't look too much into this that's why I'm just stock hold for him a guy I'm stock up on or not stock up on stock hold I guess but stock up on going into 2019 in general. Tommy Paul, who, though he only reached the quarterfinal level in Playford, he won two three-set matches, one of which against Alexander Bublik in the second round where he was down 4-0 in the third and came back and won it 7-5. He looked great. You know, he had to retire in his quarterfinal match. Obviously, he's playing uh, Paolo Lorenzi now. We end up losing 6-3 in the third in the second round of qualities at the Aussie Open, but still... He's going to take a jump this year. I, I, I've liked what I've seen from him thus far. Our expectations of him getting back to that top 125, maybe sneaking into that top 100, not too lofty. I think very realistic. Yeah, th- this is where your lack of understanding with finance comes into play because this would be an, an obvious stock up based even just on your <laughs> explanation. Uh, this is this is one of those young guys who's been playing well, we, especially early in the year, and and, you know, had a, a slight blip at, you know, Playford losing to Lee and, and having to retire. But he's he's obviously playing well. He's he's gonna have some good wins. You gotta bet on the kid. He's a stock up. Just look out for T P in twenty nine. I was gonna save this for Hyun Chung, but maybe I'm just trying to change some of those odds in Vegas so that we do a little bit better at the Australian Open. Should any of these guys get in <laughs> And, you know, they weigh the odds a little bit differently after they listen to this. No, obviously, I'm just kidding. Yeah, those... If, if only we had that influence. I mean, those are all the guys I'm holding on. You know, those were all, again, people who did lose this week, but I thought looked good in their, their efforts. Am I missing anyone, or should we move on? No, Alex, I think you're good. And I, and I want to bring us into the stock down with a particular person. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. So we'll be right back. 